All right, so we are talking today with Chris Navat from PSC or the Plastic Soldier Company. PSC is a manufacturer of high-quality, military-focused plastic miniatures. Chris, let's start off by talking about how the company started. What is the goal of PSC and the market of plastic miniatures? Okay, right. Hi, guys. Yeah, the uh, the role of the company has always been to produce good quality, uh, reasonably priced plastic miniatures for war gamers um, and modelers. Uh, we produce like a, a range of 15 millimeter and 20 millimeter kits, uh, suitable mainly for World War II. Um, and we also sell a range from Bethesda um, and another company called Monerons. Okay. Based on the Spanish Civil War. Okay. So uh, what what we're planning to do, we've been running the company now for about five or six years. You with the company, uh, I've been working there a couple of months. Um, I'm a war gamer myself, and I've been war gaming for quite a number of years now. Um, what the what the company's planning to do is move into the board game market. Yeah. Um. So we have. Uh, released a game recently called The Great War, um, based on the Clans and Colors system. Yeah, and, uh, um, and that, was a, game. that was a Kickstarter campaign, right? Uh, that's originally. right, yeah, that was put on Kickstarter okay. originally. Um, it's been created by Richard Borg. A lot of you guys are probably aware of Richard Borg yeah. and the great games that he's produced, uh, Clans and Colors, various different different uh, sets for that. So we've had Napoleonics and Ancients yeah. and... Uh, Battle Cry and Battle Law, which some of you guys will probably be familiar with. Uh-huh. So what we've got now is a game based on the Great War. Um, it's using um, a battlefield board. So you've got a left flank, centre and a right flank, like the other games in the, in the series. Um, and this is using nice 15mm Plastic Soldier Company World War One miniatures. So um, in, in, the, uh, in the set, what you get is you get 162 plastic miniatures uh, for the British and the Germans. Um, also in the game, you get the Battlefield game board, as I mentioned. You get 58 double-sided terrain tiles, 30 HQ tokens. You get some targeting templates. You get reserve artillery rectangular tokens. And you also get a number of wire shell craters, which are double-sided yeah. as well. Um, other things you get is, uh, is you get command cards that you use in the game as well. Um, which is standard with the other Commands and Colors games. And what makes this game unique from other games is you get combat cards, which you can use in conjunction with the command cards for the game. Yeah, and we um, are, we're big fans of the Commands and Colors series, and like you're saying, it does have some interesting things that help it stand out from most of the other board titles. Um, uh, we'll talk about the off-board artillery if you could, but the combat cards that you're talking about, they really reminded us of the uh, dragon cards from Samurai Battles, which is the most recent uh, Commands and Colors game, which is one of our favorite things about that game. So how did you guys uh, come about wanting to do something similar to those dragon cards in Samurai Battles? And also talk to us a little bit about the uh, off-board artillery. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, with the combat cards, I feel that, you know, it really it really makes the game feel unique. You know, they're, they're very sort of World War One themed. Each card is it's really simple to look at. So you've got your text along the bottom of the card um, and what you can do. So you might have cards like wire cutters. Um, you, there's even like a, a lice card. There's, um, there's trench foot. There's like artillery bombardments that you can do like box barrages. 
also the combat cards give the game a real sort of unique World War One flavour. You know, when you're playing this game, you really feel like you're playing a World War One game. It's Absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I think Richard's really sort of come up trumps with this, with making this game, like I say, feel like a, a great war board game. There's not many around. So, yeah. yes, he captures the feel uh, for the period uh, remarkably well using those cards. Um, you To activate the cards, the combat cards, you use these things called HQ tokens. Um, you get a number of these before the scenario starts, and you can replenish the HQ tokens throughout the game. So to activate a card, depending on how strong the card is, it costs so many HQ tokens, um, which I, I feel that's another great thing about this game. You've got an element of resource management. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're imagining sort of getting uh, resources from a head- headquarters to help you sort of push in a certain sector yeah. of your battle. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a great aspect of the game. Yeah, and in um, uh, Samurai Battles, Richard Borg had the Honor and Fortune tokens which you use to pay for other things like adding in a die to your die roll. But it is, I love the uh, addition to the commands and color series of the resource management. You're right about that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's the thing with the commands and colors games. I mean, I've got the ancients, Napoleonic. Yeah, me too. And when you're playing an ancients games, it, it feels like an ancient game. And when mm-hmm. you're playing Napoleonics, you feel like you're playing a Napoleonics game. So he, he really captures the feel for the period remarkably well with the cards that are used in, in these games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my hat, my hat goes out, you know, off to him, really, for that. It's, it's uh, a great concept. Anyway, talking about um, artillery. So, off-table artillery is represented by a token. Um, we actually, you get a token in the game, but um, we, after the uh, game was produced, we have bought out 15mm plastic artillery that can have as off-table artillery pieces, if you like. Um, oh, okay. And in future expansions, um, the, the artillery will will play a part on the board as well. So okay. you will have like little artillery pieces on the battlefield. Anyway, all right, okay. So you have your off-table artillery. It varies in strength. Um, you get uh, strength three, strength four, strength five um, for your artillery, and uh, that plays a part off-table. And you activate it using one of your command cards. Um, which could be a probe left, probe right or centre, or recon right, left or centre. And um, they cost uh, a number of HQ tokens to activate, depending on the strength of the token, um, the artillery token. So uh, it's a simple mechanic. You have a template that you use. You hold the template over the unit, and if you get a double, you roll some dice, some artillery dice, which are just normal uh, D6s. Um, If you get doubles with those then that's a direct hit. And you also have like uh, numbers on the outside of the template. So you, there's a chance that the artillery may scatter as well. Yeah. So you can end up hitting units next to uh, the area that you uh, designated the template for. So uh, it's a really nice, simple co- uh, concept, uh, really, really sort of easy to, uh, to do. So it doesn't take long to learn that at all. Um, so that, that's a great aspect of the game. Yeah, and it's you very interesting. Yeah, so you activate that in the uh, in the area that the card's suitable for. So like a left flank card, you'd use it in the left flank. You couldn't sort of do it anywhere on the board, so it has to be, you know, in conjunction with the command card. Okay. So that can really um, that can really add sort of a, a lot of uh, 
a lot of help to you in your games when you're playing them, you know, because it can soften up your opponent and then you can sort of push troops forward. So it does feel realistic from a World War One point of view. Yeah. Um, talking of artillery as well, a lot of the time, if you're the attacker, uh, during World War One, you'd get a preliminary bombardment. And this is reflected in the game, uh, which, again, is another simple mechanic. So in the scenarios that you look at in the, in the rule book, you'll have arrows. And all you do is simply roll uh, an artillery dice, like a D6, uh, from that side where the arrow is located. And wherever it hits, um, you create a crater. And the idea of that is to uh, break the wire, because um, normally you have barbed wire going through the board, you know, to stop the attackers, slow them up. So the idea is, is that you break the wire and you're also creating craters for your troops to advance across, which gives them a little bit more shelter than just being out in the open ground. So again, another simple mechanic in the game that gives a really nice wobble one feel. Yeah, this artillery so, um, in this game is such a fantastic concept, and I love love the addition of it in Commands and Colors because as much as I love Ancients and um, Napoleonics and, you know, even yeah. back to Memoir 44 and Samurai Battles, it seems like he just has more and more ideas as he goes along with these Commands and Colors game that keep him very, very fresh. Yeah, he's a genius, you and, know, and... Uh, how did yeah, you guys all, all end up uh, hooking up with Richard Borg to start development on the new Commands and Colors game? Well, it's, it's my boss, to be honest. Um, okay. His name's Will Townsend. He's the owner of PSC. And, um, you know, he's he's a war gamer and, uh, you know, had an interest in the period of World War One. And I think he just got talking to, I don't know the exact details, but I, I, he just got talking to Richard and uh, spoke to him about certain projects that he might have um, happening. And uh, Richard kindly uh, allowed will to uh to publish th- this this particular game you know so it's really that's how it's all started um we, we also this is the first game we've got a tank expansion that's that's due out uh, and that's on kickstarter at the moment until a bit later on this, in this month okay um, we've already reached the first stretch goal for that so with that that's a tank expansion like i say so you're going to get two british male tanks two british female tanks uh, Mark IVs and two uh, German A7Bs, and they're going to come pre-assembled and pre-painted as well. Um, so you can you can use those for your scenario straight out of the box. You also get additional tiles with that and uh, new rules for uh, fortified positions, river and canal hexes, bridges and uh, destroyed bridges. So there's going to be additional layers to the game as the uh, expansions come out. So you can add even more flavour. To, to an already great game. Okay. So uh, that should be with us um, and ready to distribute to our customers before Christmas. Do you guys and have plans for yeah. any other expansions down the road? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, we've got a, uh, a French Army expansion, so that's due out uh, probably in the first half of next year, so we're looking forward to that. And again, we'll have some tanks to go alongside that. The, uh, the figures for that have already been sculpted and designed. Um, there'll be infantry with uh, machine guns and mortars and um, artillery as well. So there'll be field artillery for the uh, French. Um, and like I say, that'll come out with um, as an additional expansion, no doubt. I haven't seen what, what else will be added as of yet, but no doubt there'll be some other rules added there just to add a bit more to the game, okay. um, and we are planning an early war expansion, 
Um, oh, I forgot to mention the board's double-sided, so you've got a muddy sort of battlefield on the on the um, on one side, and then you've got a green battlefield on the other side, yeah, yeah. and that can be used to uh, represent the early early battles of World War One, and also some of the late war battles as well. As the uh, as World War One became more fluid in 1918, and they got out the trenches and out the uh, muddy fields, it became a lot more open. So. Yeah. Um, that can be reflected with the uh, the green battlefield that's that's on the other side of the board. So yeah, early war expansion. There's going to be uh, British, French, and German cavalry, maybe Russian um, included for that for that set. Um, and then we plan to do an Eastern Front as well. So there'll be uh, the Austro-Hungarians okay. and the Russians. So there'll um, there'll be scenarios to go alongside that. Um, we are planning a biplane expansion, so you'll have aircraft that you can use on the board as well. Um, a, a Yankee expansion, so we'll have bow boys, and uh, I think there's going to be some sort of Renault tanks and things, and uh, more scenarios, the American involvement in World War One later on in the war. Um, we really want to cover all the um, major sort of land conflicts of the period if we can. So hopefully a Gallipoli expansion as well in the future with the Turks. And, uh, and the Australians, and uh, a bunch of scenarios to go with them too. So uh, a lot planned for this. We want to um, fully support it, and uh, we've already got a website up and running for the game. Um, you know, just forgive me on the exact web address for it, but um, if you just type in the Great War website, and there'll be something that will come up, and you can join. There'll be a forum there, similar to the uh, Napoleonic. Um, and ancients, you know, there's yeah, that's right. and things the, like that. It's like so cnc.net one... or something, but yeah, similar to that. That's it's very it. cool. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Um, so, um, so we, we, yeah. do you guys, uh, you had said that the plan had been all along to develop board games, um, or for a while at least. Has it been the plan uh, from uh, Will Townsend, is that right? Yes. Um, from the beginning to develop board games in addition to plastic miniatures? Um, what from the beginning of starting PSC? Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't know really. I, I, I don't. I think. I think it's just something that's evolved. Something that's developed. Okay. I mean, we still. We're still going to be continuing to produce great kits. You know, we've got new releases coming out all the time for for our miniatures as well. So that's 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 gonna that's the mainstay of our business. So okay. that's uh, going to continue and be strong. And we. Uh, we want to keep all of our customers satisfied yeah, by definitely. bringing out new products, and you know I get emails every day as to you know what have we coming, what have we got coming out next, and uh, you know what people would like. So that's a major part of our business, and that will continue. Um, and the board games, we're going to develop more um, board games as well. We're, we're talking to uh, different people about creating different games. Um, I can give you a little teaser if you like of okay. some things that will be coming out in the early part of next year um and for next year we're um, we're hopefully planning on re-releasing a battle of britain game that uh richard creates in the i think it was 1990 yeah using miniature aircraft so you can have a battle um uh, a sort of control room view of uh, england and uh, a part of france and you're going to be able to recreate the battles of the battle of britain in 1940 um, a really fun game. I've been playing the old game, and um, we're looking to sort of improve that. It's going to be an updated version with uh, gorgeous minis. Um, so that's one to look out for. Uh, we've also um, 
been talking to a chap called Ian Brody, who's um, a great designer of games. Yeah, he called out from uh, Master General. Griggling Games, right? Yeah, that's it. Absolutely, that's yeah. the chap. Yeah, and he he brought out a great game called Master General. Uh-huh. Um, really yeah, sort of fast paced. Yeah, it's it's great fun. Mm-hmm. Really good fun. It's a card driven game. Um, you know, based on World War Two, and you can play the major nations. Um, that's already out, and he's brought out an expansion for that. But we're planning on doing a um, another game based on the Quartermaster series, okay. uh, so the same sort of mechanics. And it's going to be on the Peloponnesian Wars, so it'll be ancient Greece, warring states. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that to come out. That is very um, exciting news there. That is really exciting. Yeah. And plans to do a Great War version of the game as well in the future so okay. so that's in the pipeline and we're looking to um help produce uh, another commands and colors game which i think will get you guys really excited i'm excited about it and this one's going to be called tricorn so this is going to be based on the american war of independence um should come out sometime next year um we're in the process of designing and sculpting the minis at the moment, so there'll be 20 millimeter um, plastic American War of Independence pieces okay. to use is, um, for an American cool. War of Independence game. That's yeah, very so that's cool. going to be so cool. And do you think very, that? Very um, cool. um, so you guys are releasing two Commands and Colors games in a row. Do you see uh, your company working with Richard Borg uh, from now on on the Commands and Colors games, or as long as he wants to, or you guys want to? Well, I mean, it, you know, it's really up to Richard. Yeah. So you know. Uh, you know, we, we just have to play it by ear and see see what he wants to do. Um, I mean, he, he works alongside other companies as well. That you know, GMT, who yeah. brought out a great, you know, the great sort of Napoleonic games and Ancients. So, you know, he, he's... Um, we'll have to wait and see, see what happens, you know, see how things develop. So, uh, you know, we would love to do more Commands and Colours games because both Will and myself are really passionate about about the series um, of games, and uh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to work more with, with Richard Borg in the future, um, but we'll have to wait and see. So, okay. uh, but, but that's just a taste of what we've got going on for next year, and um, no doubt there'll be more development. So we're looking to bring out some more games for the UK uh, Board Game Expo um, next May, and also for Spiel in Germany, which yeah. we've just come back from. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, we're looking to uh, to have some more games and a bigger stand out there in Germany next year. It seems like you guys are so all... very serious about releasing board games. Yeah, we are, absolutely. Yeah. We just want to make sure we produce um, really good quality uh, board games and get known for doing that. You know, So that's why we're you know, happy to be working with Richard um, and Ian Brody, you know, who are great designers mm-hmm. and creators of these games. Um, and hopefully we'll get a fan base behind us, you know, who will follow us and, uh, you know, we'll be happy with what we're producing. And, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get people's feedback as well and, and for people to email us and let us know what they'd like, you know. So uh, that would be something for the future as well. Yeah. We want to know what our customers want. So. Absolutely. 
And uh, do yeah, you guys, but... um, I know that uh, The Great War is much more in the gamer consciousness than uh, Samurai Battles was, which was released by uh, the Russian publisher Zvezda. But um, yeah. I've found The Great War for sale in, uh, I mean, I haven't looked a lot, but on uh, on one online game store, a guy that uh, has a lot of copies for sale. But are there plans for full distribution uh, to the United States, um, or is that already there and I just haven't seen it? Well, we, we have actually, over the last couple of weeks, distributed games out to our main distributors okay. in the USA. So they should be reaching shops. They should be with shops now um, or, or just about to. Okay. So um, if you check your local hobby store, local uh, board game shop, and see if they've got it available... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so we have we have got it. It is sort of being pushed out to the states. You know, we really want you guys to to have this game. You know, and enjoy it because it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, well, the game's not really been out that long. It's been out a few months. But, okay. You know, it hasn't been out for a great yeah. length of time. So it's still early days, but yeah, it is out with our US distributors and uh, should reach your stores soon. Well, yeah, I'm glad you guys are um, being uh, getting recognized in the board game community uh, for the Commands and Colors game because I noticed, you know, say with Samurai Battles, there were very few reviews of that game, and there's, this already seems to be um, being pretty well known in the community. Uh, it's a shame, you know, because, you know, like with this great war game, I'm, I'm telling everybody, you know, everyone I speak to, you know, I'm, I'm just so passionate about the period. Um, I'm passionate, like I said before, about the series. So, you know, if, if we can reach out to as many people as possible and spread the word. Because World War One, you know, the Great War, you know, World War Two does have the focus on a lot of people's minds. I think uh, the Great War is is a bit of a niche sort of area, really. Um, but, I mean, they had some fantastic battles. It wasn't all static trench warfare. You know, there was a lot of fluid movement. Um, you know, there was a lot of tactics, a lot of strategy involved. So, you know, if anyone's got a slight interest in World War One, if their great grandparents were in it, or they, you know, they've watched things on TV and think, you know, oh, I'd like to look a bit more into that. Get this game, check it out, you know, because there's loads of scenarios in the game. Um, you know, it gives you a real sort of taste and feel for the period. And who knows, you know, you might want to start picking up some books and reading more about it, you know. Yeah, so and for uh, for anybody who. Uh, you know, uh, there are people out there who uh, do not like cutting out sprues, but the sprues here, there's not a lot of assembly. There's maybe two figures that have assembly in the set, but other than that, they're very easy uh, cut-out pieces because it took me just a night or two to cut them out. Yeah, it shouldn't take that long to cut them out, the sprues. We are planning future expansions to, uh, you know, we understand, you know, this game was the first game we bought out, um, and we understand, uh, understand that a lot of um, board gamers don't want to play around with modelling and sprues. Yeah. Um, you know, so in future expansions, what we're planning on doing is having the figures already off the sprues. Okay. So people will just be able to play straight out of the box. Um, that's the plan for the future with the games. So, um, you know, hopefully we're going to sort of keep our board gamers satisfied with yeah. that, you know. Um, but they'll still be the great, you know, a very good standard in quality pieces, you okay. know, because that's what we strive to do. So. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't want that to turn anybody away from this game because unlike uh, other games where there's, you know, you're having to put on the arms and the legs and everything like that, that just, mm. that isn't the case here. They're full figures, but just need to be cut out, you know. 
that's it. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It, it really doesn't take that long to do mm-hmm. it. You know, you just get, get a decent hobby knife, um, something nice and sharp, and, and you're away. You know, it should, it should only really take a, a couple of hours to, mm-hmm. to get all the figures off the sprues, you know. Um, but like I say, future expansions, you won't have to worry about that. So, and uh, like I said, with the tanks, they'll be die-cast and ready to go out the box So, and, and to a sort of reasonable painted standard. So, uh, you know, they, they look great. They have been in spill and played a few games and uh, they look fantastic on the table. So people get a lot of fun with that, you know. Very cool. Uh, well, Chris, um, I've had a lot of fun talking to you, and I suggest anybody who uh, is a fan of the Command & Color series or has been interested in it or just wants a nice, simple war game system uh, to get into, this uh, Commands & Colors is perfect, and this is a very cool one that adds some really, really interesting elements to it. So I think, uh, I think it's a it's good absolutely. game for people. Absolutely. It's a fantastic game. You took the words out of my mouth. I recommend it to anyone to go out there, get this game, pick it up. If you're interested in the period, you'll love it. It's fantastic. It's been great talking to you, Lance. Very cool. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find you online. Uh, so, say that again. Sorry, mate. I didn't uh, quite get that. Yeah, tell our listeners where they can find you online, like your website or Twitter or stuff like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, we have a website. Um, just in the plastic sold company that will come up with our website. We also have a great well, which I'm one of the questions. Look, look us up on Facebook and I'll, I'll do my best to answer them. Or you can email me directly. Um, I can give you my email address if that's any help. If anyone has any queries about the game, yeah, questions. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's trade sales at the company dot co dot uk. Okay. So you can just, just contact me on that and I'll be more than happy to assist anyone. Okay, very um, cool. And like I say, yeah. Fully supportive Facebook page and uh, and and a good website as well to follow that. So, All okay. Right. Well, we've been talking with Chris Novat from the Plastic Soldier Company out of the UK. Chris, thank you very much for your time and good luck to you guys with the Great War and for the uh, Kickstarter for the expansion running right now. Thank you for your time, Chris. Thanks a lot, Lance. All the best to you, mate, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely.